different October because the list was a little bit long, so I had to put it on a diet, but hopefully the heavy hitters will make up for it. All right, so the first uh, two entries are actually four days apart from each other. They are the Rangers releasing Diary Kemper, the thing that started it all in 1996. And then four days later, Ranger Gone Bad, the first of the three trilogy, is also released. Uh, and then in 1997, Stefan Jagged Lum, he was the one who started with the Quake Movie Reviews, joined the scene and started doing his reviews that had a great impact on finding the good movies out of all the, you know, many entries over the years that to come actually with all the Quake movies coming out in the next couple of years. So he definitely had an impact. And then a year later, we have the um, in 1998, Circus Life Part 2 was released by Donovan. That's, again, his two-parter series that I explained last month, and this rounds it off. Um, and then, again, Jagged now joins the Planet Quake Network, and he rebrands himself as the Cineplex, where it covers more than just Quake movies. He covers all the cutscenes from a lot of different um, games and series, so... He evolved and added more to uh, what he was offering than he was originally. Then in 2000, we have String Company, which is Hugh Hancock's company, releases the first four of his four title sh shorts that he did for a commercial project for training um, called The Matrix 4x1. Um, it depends on who you say, who you ask, which one came out first, but I'm going to choose Control Room uh, as the first piece that he released. It, as I said, it was the first commercial machine. It was requested by a company to for his their training material. Uh, how it applied to that, I'm not sure, but definitely it was notable because uh, it was contracted to be training material. So that was the first instance that I could find of that ilk. Um, then the next year in 2001, Dark Age of Camelot, it's the also massive multiplayer online game. Uh, we had several Machinima pieces come out of that that were quite good. Um, one of them entitled The Scot Scotsman, uh, quite an interesting ditty. Um, it'll be in the list once I find it. Um, so take a look at that. And then uh, at the end of the month, uh, Strange Company unfortunately had to put out to pasture the Lith Tech Film Producer uh, project, that whole project that a lot of the veterans know that was going to be a really high-powered um, tool set for machinima, machinima creation um, using the Lith Tech engine from Monolith. Unfortunately, the, the massive size of the project and the tools weren't very good uh, compared to the new products that were already being released at that time. Uh, in the show notes, there will be a link to his open letter uh, announcing the cancellation for the nostalgic of you. And then in 2001, we have a note of the Ill Clan releasing a piece called Sorry, Mrs. Iko. Uh, it was a quick production piece that was created as a test to see how fast they could produce a short film. Um, for the veterans, this is actually a clip that's been very hard to find. Uh, but I was able to track it down and upload it to the archive, the Internet Archive, so people can check it out. Uh, just as a warning, uh, the audio does 
be a little bit loud, so please make sure to check your volume settings before playing it back because you might get a surprise of a spike in volume that you might not expect. So just be forewarned before you play the clip. And then the next year after that, um, Eric Starfairy Brachus, the one who created Devil's Covenant and Ar the Artifact, he created the very first Unreal Tournament 2003 movie in quotations with Matinee. He entitled it Sucker. He also released the tutorial on how he did it to use the matinee tool to create that piece. Uh, it, the tutorial is still available and it will be in the show notes. Um, in 2003, we had the second annual Machinima Film Festival uh, that was in New York. Um, very first time after coming back from, you know, QuakeCon 2002. So the very first time the the Museum of the Moving Image. Um, so that's of note. And then Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, which is the basis of Only the Strong Survive. You know, Jason Cho's and Ricky Grove's film is released in October. And then also Dr. Nemesis releases a teaser trailer for his upcoming film, Dragons, which is set to premiere at the film festival this year. That year uh, is quite an interesting thing to check out. And then in 2003 as well, Epic Games begins its very first iteration of its first free version of the Unreal Engine for use for educational and non-commercial projects. It was it's, was, and still is a massive opportunity for people getting into the game development or you know, filmmaking, excuse me, filmmaking uh, pursuits. So this is when it first happened in 2003. So it's been like this for 17 years. Yes, it feels very old that it's been that long, but it has produced quite a lot of amazing stuff. Um, the Mandalorian and several other things have been born from this engine, so can't sneeze at it. And in 2004, the Wired magazine posted an article about how the MTV uh, video mods is taking, you know, popular video game characters like Blood Rain and Tribes and having them play instruments, as a lot of the vets will know, or people that are familiar with video mods, that's where uh, Paul Morito showed off his I'm Still Seeing Brain, the uh, music video that played with Baking, Breaking Benjamin's I'm So, Co so Cold uh, music track, which won a few awards and so forth, so that's definitely cool. And then a big thing happened with um, Game On. It was a combination live video footage and machinima um, used in Unreal Tournament 2004 modification where they were using it to promote the Volvo V50, an actual real life car in the real world. Um, it was a very interesting car commercial. And actually one of the vets, Nathan Munansen's molars was actually on the team. I didn't realize that until after looking at the credits. Um, but definitely something to check out when you have a chance. Um, and then Pomerino actually was on the national television programs, G4 TV's The Screensaver. He was promoting um, his 3D, make, 3D film making in a virtual world book that he published that in, in 2003, I believe. Um, so definitely quite an interesting feat of being on national television and talking about machinima and, and so forth. 
um, and also OC3. Uh, OC3 Entertainment released um, a Unreal Tournament 2004 Machinima movie using Abbott and Costello's famous who is on first routine. The movie was created using their impersonator mod tool, which creates highly realistic facial animation from a WAV file. Uh, it predates, you know, audio to face, as you'll find out in Omniverse's uh, audio tool, but it's definitely a neat uh, piece to check out just to see, uh, just a piece that if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of neat to look at it and see it in a Unreal Tournament game and it's quite enjoyable. And then um, we also have um, for this year as well, which is 2004, we have the Epic Games finalist, phase four finalists. This is the last phase in their $1 million Make Something Unreal contest finalists. They're actually quite impressively 24 finalists of Machinima Films, a combination of standalone films and cutscenes in single player mods and so on and so forth. So definitely there's a few uh, of note. Their list will be in the show notes, so uh, you can check them out. I will be trying to add some of them to the Internet Archive when I get a chance, but definitely they are worthy of being on that list. Um, another note, same year, id Software releases the highly anticipated Doom 3 Software Developers Kit to the public. Unfortunately, I've not seen very much come from it, but at least, again, people are allowed to have the tools and check out uh, what they could do with those tool sets. Also, October is when Half-Life 2 was went gold. It was released to manufacturing, so it was getting ready to be published for next month's release. Um, so definitely another note. And then Rooster Teeth Productions released their very first episode in their new series, Made in the Sims 2, entitled The Strangerhood. Uh, that went for two seasons. Um, and had some really good moments, and even had Paul Marino as a uh, very interesting character in that story as well. Also, when the Polar Express was being promoted, uh, there was an interesting information piece on their website in the behind the scenes section where the way they were producing the movies sounded like the techniques and the process in which the movie was being in quote unquote filmed um, seemed to be really a process of using Machinima, but they didn't say it by name, but it was definitely of note. Um, also, in 2004, it's quite interesting that the very first Machinima thesis was actually written in Ireland. Um, quite a, very interesting that someone would actually want to write a thesis about Machinima at that time. So definitely of note. Um, and then the Game Industries website, Games Sustra, which is not active anymore, it's renamed Game Developer. Uh, they reviewed Paul Marino's art of the 3D game-based filmmaking, giving a very favorable review. So again, the industry is taking a look at, you know, Machinima again from one of the vets. Um, also, another major milestone is Never Ending Nights uh, releases their very first two videos of their grand epic. They did three seasons of their own series, just being done with two people um, at the forefront. And even in the later stages, even one, I mean, you still had the cast and crew and whatnot, but most of the crew uh, really was just the, the voice cast and one person. So it's been quite amazing 
their sustainability and trying to keep that series alive for this long and produce that much content. So definitely kudos to them. Also, um, Riot Films, which is only the strong survive, as I said, um, the only strong survive was created with uh, Max Bain 2. Uh, that film was released. Um, it was going to be part of a three-film trilogy. Unfortunately, it didn't go to three films. It just went with one. So definitely we reaped the benefits of just having the one because it was definitely stellar uh, when it came out. Uh, another notable, definitely a different vein from first-person, third-person shooters is the um, Flight Simulator LIL-2 Stroganoch. I'm probably mispronouncing it. There was a very powerful film done by Mr. VH uh, entitled I Promise. It's an emotional journey piece into a pilot's promise to return home. Uh, it's actually the second film in a trilogy uh, that he did. Unfortunately, only two films came out of it that I can tell. Uh, the first film of that series was entitled Brother, and you'll have a link to both films in the show notes. Um, for 2005, we have several notes. Uh, the first one is Lionhead declared the movie's gold, you know, ready for manufacturing, like I said, with Half-Life 2. Um, so that's very important because we wouldn't have gotten, you know, the French democracy and many other films from that if that didn't happen. So yay for that. Um, the other note as well, um, Strange Company released their Neverwinter Nights Machinima The Blood Spell. The very first trailer was released, and it was released on the front page of Bioware.com as a note, and even a huge spread of interviews and stuff on that site as well, just to mark the um, festivities. And another mark was Binary Picture Shows, that's Dr. Nemesis' outfit, released its first episode in their new series of Bouncers, uh, which is a spinoff of Bouncers, Please, but it's entitled Prologue. Uh, several episodes of that came to pass, but this noted its very first episode. Um, the another point was made is that the official selections for the 2005 Machinima Film Festival was very packed. We had over 50 individual films, so there wasn't enough doors to give around, but definitely over 50 films got official selections of worthiness because they were able to have the quality met, but just couldn't pick just one. So very impressive to have over 50 uh, entries. Uh, another note is that um, PEDS, uh, that would be CJ, um, he released his season two of the season two premiere of episode 14, Welcome to Liberty City, for his series PEDS, which goes on also for another, for three seasons as well. Um, so check that out. The link is, is going to be in the show notes. Um, and that's it. Uh, actually, nope, actually one last thing. The X-Fire the, announces the winners of the World of Warcraft Summer Movie Contest. And as you probably guessed, the Grand Wizard is Riot Films' Edge of No Remorse, which Ricky has been mentioning in the podcast before. So definitely the link in the show notes will let you see it if you haven't seen it already. 
All right, that's it for October. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in November. All right, take care. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.